Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Freedom International live stream. We're back and we would like to welcome each and every one of you. Roy from uh, the um, from many of number of his podcasts, you know, and he'll talk about that later on. And of course, Jane also from his Empowered podcast. And we welcome you and hopefully Hartmut from uh, his podcast of um, Go Your Own Path. We'd like to welcome you as well. And of course, the other members of our team who are not currently with us, we'd like to welcome you and wish you that you've had a beautiful summer and what, whatever you, you had experienced or are going through, keep it up. And we are honored and happy to have Celeste kick us back <laughs> to our routine. And to most of you, we you don't need an introduction for Celeste, Celeste Solum or for other Celeste Bishop. And for the newcomers or of uh, new supporters, Celeste, how about you just welcome them for us and then say say what you need to share about you. All I know is Celeste is a proficient, prolific researcher and very dedicated to what she does, especially um, spreading truth and providing information and solutions. So I'll pass it on to Celeste. And today I thought, let's talk about food, 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 glorious food. So who yes, yes. I love this season. Uh, so for those of you that may not have heard of me, so I am a researcher, broadcaster, writer. Um, I have a my own platform that you can follow me. I'm on Rumble, Cloud Hub, you know, I do the rounds. I've been kicked off of many places. I'm censored almost everywhere I go. Why is that? Because I used to work for the government and I used to work in medicine. And I, so they don't, many people, I, so I used to work for FEMA and DHS. And many people don't realize that that's military. So there's a lot of military understanding. So all this converges and no matter where I went, no matter what job I did, I always had my hands in the dirt. And I, until I moved to North Dakota, I always had animals. So, well, I have a golden retriever, but that's the only animal that I have right now. But I think that this is a launching pad and I will be uh, exploring. I'm going on a United States speaking tour. And so I'm going to leave in just a couple of weeks. So I'm trying to wrap up my garden and uh, preserve it and then uh, get packed up. Well, winterize, get packed up and go. So if you are interested in having me speak with your group or whatever, um, I I can share generally, I won't give specifics, um, but I would be able to give you a, a day or time and that kind of thing. Um, so you could contact me at Celeste at celestialreport.com. And I would love, I am going to do meet and greets around the whole United States. So that's going to be kind of fun to just meet everybody in person. I have this wonderful following, but um, it's nice to meet people in person. And so I always am really blessed by getting to meet all of you out there. So what am I doing right now? I am like tearing my hair out. I am canning. I'm dehydrating. I am 
uh, harvesting, I'm winterizing, uh, taking down the pretty decorations that I've got in the garden. Although I had an abundance, this was my first year of gardening in North Dakota. And I've got to say, I, I mean, it was spectacular. I have like 40 pound squashes out there in the <laughs> 40 pounds. I don't even know if I, well, I'll be able to carry it in, but they're getting so big that it's almost to the point that I might not be able to get them in if I don't get them in pretty soon. And pumpkins, and I love this season because there's a lot of color. And before everything goes quiet and kind of brown before the snow falls, um, we get to enjoy the colors, the smells, the tastes of fall. And that's why I love growing my food. I know what's in it. I know what flavors I love. They're all magnified and intensified when you grow it yourself um, and you give that tender loving care you know that you don't get at the grocery store i don't care if it's organic or not you're not going to get that wonderful nutrition and nutrient density so i do uh, supplement my beds of course this was the first year so i didn't need to do much supplementing and actually i was fretting about um, fertilizing and not having that ability and lo and behold so i was a keynote speaker at red pill the i think it was like the second weekend in july and i took off and my plants were like two inches high we had a really late spring and cold and when i came back it was literally a jungle literally a jungle and i've been trying to keep up with it ever since because it it just took off and i've got to say i really am impressed with midwest gardening uh i never had experienced it and now i have and i can see um why people do it but there's exciting stories like one day i was all cleaned up i had my shower on i had my flip-flops and i was in the 1040 garden i mean gardeners have to tell stories what can you say plus i'm part scott so i guess you know storytellers go with it and so i want to move the sprinkler because the 1040 garden is pretty big so i needed to move the sprinkler so i get out there and i kid you not i had i got sucked in quicksand there was quicksand out there and when it gets wet you don't know it looks just like sand i uh, sunk up to my knees and um I thought, well, I might have to abort my, uh, lose my flip-flop and they're, um, I, they're really nice flip-flops. And I hated to do that, but to get out, I mean, I, I literally was in the middle of the garden up to my knees and going deeper. And I, I had never experienced something like that before. So I like, I, I, somehow got out but after that I did not make the mistake I literally threw my sprinkler out to the center of the garden and wherever it landed was where it was going to get watered because it was too dangerous and then I, then I asked locals and they say oh yeah if the if the farmers go out here in their tractor and it's wet their whole tractor can sink literally sink i mean you we look at the movies and we think oh it's only in south america or wherever wherever uh 
quicksand is, but it is here in the Midwest. So I have lots of, it was a big learning curve this year. And it's um, wonderful to hear those stories, um, especially directly from someone who's really doing the gardening and the canning. And, and it's, it, it, you know, this topic is so important because for many years now, even the Ukraine, Russia, China, you know, conflict, we've been talking about, you know, like uh, scarcity and food. And we've been talking about that and everyone seemed to be concerned. And so it's just nice that some of us have that, like, like um, have changed some of our lifestyle, such as like, you know, that lifestyle of intermittent fasting, that's kind of like a good training to start eating less okay and and yet and then still be healthy so that's that's one thing and when you were talking about being sunk i i just had a visit with a 90 something year old lady in my area and i visited her and she's still doing her little gardening and she told me grace the other day i fell and i fell on my knees and but my shoes is on the other hole and you know she really, at that time she the, her niece what her granddaughter wasn't there so she she slowly took care of what she needed to do and was able to get her shoes etc etc and then of course her daughter said see i told you you should have someone with you and of course she said what to have someone watch me while i'm gardening <laughs> so no matter what the joy of gardening brings so much good health for individuals. And I can see Jane doing that because she's in your area now. And I had that experience that I went away. And before, you know, I, I was talking to my plants and said, I'm going to be away. Sorry, but you have, you're on your own. <laughs> you're on your own. Take care of yourselves. And you come back. So I guess in, 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 in relationship to our food, and nature and what we do there's really that part of us that we need to um cultivate that communication with nature right celeste so you know that's something that perhaps i want you to ask and how we how can we really um tap into communicating with the plants, communicating with our area, especially when it's new, like you just moved in that area. And what are what do we have to really be concerned of nowadays when it comes to survival food? So that's pretty interesting. So before I got went before the camera, I had a blog talk radio and you can still catch it. It was called Flock of Goats with uh, Shepherdess Celeste. And I did a whole strategic garden, strategic gardening course, things that the modern day gardener faces that are, even if you had grandparents and great grandparents that gardened or farmed, they didn't experience those things. Uh, things such as radiation, herbicide damage, um, synthetic biology, um, the different types of fertilizers now that are available. Like we have to be concerned, does it have, um, if it's humanure, 
from humans doesn't have pharmaceuticals in it that would be up to up take took into the plants um so there's a whole series of things that the modern gardener faces that the other gardeners our grandparents and great grandparents didn't have to um it's interesting that you met you mentioned communication so i don't know i was doing research on something and this is probably 10 years ago and there's this wonderful if you talk if you look up communication between plants there is a really good article and if you want maybe i can find it in some of my external drives someplace um where plants communicate with the root system so we can communicate to them and they do respond to positive energy coherent energy um not the entangled mess like so if you if you were in a bad mood yes if you're just in a little bad mood you can go out there and your plants will cheer you up but on the contrary you can go out there and and injure your plants um, by if you're like in a very stormy emotional state you know you really could in effect um, influence your plants on the negative side but how they communicate with each other through trees it's through that's why a lot of people use the mycorrhiza it's a fungus and it helps the plants communicate and it helps the plants bring up that nutrient the nutrients from the earth and put it into the fruit and the leaves or whatever we're consuming the flowers um it's very very interesting it's a fascinating uh topic you can look at um how this there's a special photography uh called carillion it's c or no it's k i r i l i a n photography so you can actually see this communication going on between the mycorrhiza the roots and communicating with other plants it's just so fascinating and then you add the dimension of the bees and the hummingbirds and the flowers um and just and i like i've got tons of little frogs i mean like a lot of little frogs uh are in my garden so that indicates that i have a healthy garden when you see wild creatures of any kind in your garden of course there are some that you don't want like voles and that kind of stuff but for the most part if you see lots of creatures lots of insects um they know that your garden is a safe haven for them from the this toxic world and so the more diversity that you see in your garden the the healthier that you know your garden is and that's something that i've always appreciated the other day i walked out <laughs> i mean i mean i this is a new experience for me and i walk out and there's a thing that looks like a gila monster like a big lizard only i but it was maybe eight inches and it had big yellow spots on it it kind of looked like a like a salamander but it wasn't near any water but it kind of also looked like maybe a um 
you know how tadpoles when they get their legs and stuff like some of this primitive primordial thing <laughs> it just really was and i didn't know you know what is it so i i didn't have my camera with me i've been leaving my cell phone to reduce the amount of radio frequency that i get and i like so i ran upstairs as fast as i could and i go this creature is look doesn't look like it moves very fast but obviously it moved faster than i did and and it was gone and i lost a, a moment to capture it but i did look it up on the internet to see you know what was it you know and they do have a, like this spotted salamander thing so anyway it's neat to hear that that also you know you're not you're able to do all of this because you're not scared of you know, creatures <clears throat> or any strange animal looking things so that's one thing i think that if we can you know we can um, inculcate to or let the children experience hopefully outside their classroom is also to be comfortable with you know those things that crawl that wiggles you know flies yeah and there that's i remember a little boy i met in my trip this summer and he was just going all in between the the rocks in on in the ocean and he takes so much pride if he sees a little crab he waves at me and he comes to me in the ocean and he shows it to me and he speaks another language i speak another language but we both speak the same language of appreciation for those little sea creatures and he was comfortable to just hold on to the sea cucumber sea snake i said wow this kid is awesome so hopefully we we can keep bringing that back because i i believe that when we know our relationship with other beings there is no not no fear of scarcity because i also think that the scarcity that was presented to us is an artificial one as a, as a man-made scarcity so it's up to us to claim what we know of to be to for us human beings to really create that abundance for food food and glorious food so thank you so much for being with us and celeste i'll pass it on to jane but anytime in the course of our conversation that you feel you need to go to that room where you could show us more of your canning feel free okay so thank you okay. jane yeah all tips are <laughs> Lovely to hear. I grew up in a farming community and I always had great respect for farmers because I could see what hard work it took. And, you know, just being appreciative of those that put food on our table. Can you, and, and I've gardened as well, so I've had, I've had successes and some times when I'm like, wow, this is a lot of work. <laughs> but can you tell us what you are seeing in in the US and globally that's going to create food shortages and why this is so important? So the biggest thing is something that most people, <clears throat> hold on, I need to, <clears throat> I got a tickle. That most people don't know about. Uh, so in 2019, 
when food was very abundant, um, the United Nations put out a report that they wanted to sell food by one one thousandth of a calorie. And DARPA at the simultaneously put out that they wanted to sell food by the molecule. And this is um, under their cornucopia pro program. And guess what this food is made out of? So it's made out of, it's 3D printed. It's made from air, water, electricity, and some um, microbes that are growing in the lab for flavoring. And that is their ultimate goal for all of us. That should light a fire under every single one of us that if you want food, you're not gonna, they're gonna close down the grocery stores. They are eliminating even canning. I've got a, a special red alert to tell you about the canning supply issue. Um, they're taking down the food manufacturers this is not by accident. This in the third week in January 2020, they said we are going to take away your food. And this is you're going to be eating the UN or the DARPA food, which is nothing from nature, a few microbes growing in in a lab, weaponized. Those are going to be weaponized. And that's it. That's what you're going to get. That is worse than any genocide where they starve people. Um, you, you know, we're not going to be able to live and you're not going to be having the grocery store or fast food or restaurants. So uh, you better start making plans, whoever. So that's. Yeah. And I mean, you can see it in many ways, limiting truckers, um, blocking food from coming in off of ports and it's and and making farmers um almost unable to support their you know their ability to to farm and how so my first question was how how will they weaponize this food with gmos or vaccines or so they've got uh, synthetic biology, which is a plant that looks like a plant, but it's not a plant. It's all synthetic. Uh, the other thing that they're doing is they have a new bioweapon lab that used to be Plum Island, but now it's in Manhattan, Kansas. And I find it ironic that they put this bioweapon lab, it's a BSL-4 lab, in the heart of America, in the heart of cattle country, in the heart of agriculture. That was symbolic. That is very symbolic because these experiments always get out into the wild, as they say. And so, and they have an insectary there. So I just saw like two weeks ago um, that they're going to load up mosquitoes now with vaccines because people don't want to get as many vaccines that they want to give us so they're going to load these mosquitoes and armies of mosquitoes are going to be deployed and be when they they jab you the mosquitoes they're giving you a, a vaccine and that's part of this new insectary at the new bsl lab yeah it takes uninformed consent to a whole new level <laughs> right and uh, yeah so 
how, what else are you seeing? Like we see a lot of heat across the world and I've often wondered if that isn't manipulated as well. We see Bill Gates uh, buying up thousands of acres of farmland. Is that just to take away farmland from, you know, your average farm? Do you, do you guys really want to know? Yeah. <laughs> okay, we might. We're, whatever platform we're on, I'm not sure if we're going to survive here. Um, so... <laughs> I always wondered, I knew that GMO plants were really critical in this integrated system that they had going. And so about a month ago or six weeks ago, I was compelled to go to this webinar called CRISPR on the farm. And, you know, I get thousands of those, you know, but I, I don't know. I just felt I need to be at this one. And there was a French scientist and an American scientist and they were talking and they finally let the cat out of the bag. So these synthetic plants and GMO, and this, this will answer your question, and Bill Gates buying up the land as well as BlackRock and all these other different um, people and entities and corporations. And it, it's going to tie in the underground tunnels and all of these things that they're under under our feet in all countries not just here so i, I just brace yourself <laughs> somebody said that what's happening these plants were designed to suck out our oxygen our carbon dioxide and nitrogen out of the air basically these plants are designed to through their system to suck up the oxygen and and CO2 and nitrogen, put it down through the root systems where it will be sequestered down under the earth in these big man-made cave systems that they're putting. So we will not have, no longer have an atmosphere on the surface of earth. Um, it will be under our feet, but we won't have access to it. Um, it is the weirdest plan I ever heard, but it is in operation. And that's why when Bill Gates is buying the land, no, it's not to organic for him. It's not food for us. What they're doing is making these big all around in my neck of the woods because there was a drought last year. They went to all the farmers and said, are you interested? Uh, we would buy your land. And what they're doing is making these huge cavities underneath the earth to take out our atmosphere. And they don't tell them that part. They just say that, you know, they'd like to buy their farm farmland at a good price. And because they're struggling farmers uh, because of the climate change, um, then the farmers are more likely to do it. So that's the ugly truth of the matter. They want to make it hostile, a hostile environment. And they want to, so there will be humanoids on the surface of the earth, but those will be a CRISPR humans they will not really be there will be humanoids they'll look like a human but they're going to be uh, genetically modified with tartrogrades the little water bears that live in austere um, conditions and also the resurrection plant so it's metamorphosis um, which was the 2019 burning man theme was this metamorphosis of humans into this conglomeration of your plant and part plant and part animal and part human and 
uh, that way you don't have any rights. You can be patented, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and it must be in part to supply them when they go underground with air and nutrients that they'll need to survive, whereas they're killing off humans at a rapid rate in order to control and change everything. Yeah, but this was the wildest. <laughs> it was the wildest. I mean, I just had to sit there and I was stunned. Yeah. I sat there in silence because who even dreams this stuff up? I yeah, yeah. Crazy. So, yeah, I mean, that feels pretty dire. I've been reading about how we are at the end of several cycles right now yes. and how important it is to that our DNA could wake up at a rapid rate with a solar flare and how I feel this must be part of attempting to shut down humans that could become very powerful. And um, it's just, you know, which will happen first? <laughs> What's your feeling on that? So this is, of course, I have a biblical worldview. So starting in 2022 through 2050, all the cycles of time, every single one, whether it's an 11-year cycle, um, a 12,000-year cycle, a 600-year cycle, 1,200, 2,000-year cycle, 100,000-year cycle, million-year cycle, they are all converged between 2000 and 2050. So this is an incredible time, pivotal time in history. Um, never before has it been. We actually are in the sixth extinction level event. The fifth extinction level event took out 90% of all life on the planet Earth. But as you can see, I mean, even though it took 90% out, look at all that's come from it um so we there is opportunity and 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 we will go forth you're here i'm here we're all here because ancestors made it through the plants made it through the animals made it through some didn't but um the most of them did and so i do believe that this is this time where we can choose good or evil there's some very evil people on the planet trying to do some very dark things and there's some very you know spiritual people you know that that believe in the power of doing good and um being the best human that there is and so I think the fence sitters, we lived in this time for a while where you could sit on the fence as far as being a human and you didn't even know there was a threat to humanity, but there is, this is war against humanity in particular, except that it is all biological life under directed evolution. These are evolutionists that are doing and tweaking everything that we're seeing right now. They're very, staunch Darwinists, and they are actually looking at all of us, plant, plant, animal, and human as a biological experiment. That's why there's so many different pharma, uh, pharmaceutical products 
there's so many synthetic biology and they're kicking the tires on every wild imagination that they come up with to see what works for their pop for their plan which is depopulation and and what doesn't work yeah and it feels like it's it is good against evil and that if we can just continue to live in a with a positive mindset and through the heart and do unto others as we wish to have them do unto us we will hopefully move into this new state of consciousness and and jump right out of this mess that they're trying to create but i do feel it's them grasping to keep control of humanity so that they are aware the elite are aware or the social controllers um are aware of the cycles and this convergence of cycles so they what they what their plan was to get grab control and suck money as if that's going to be worth anything you know when everything breaks loose you know um <clears throat> so you're right they they wanted to and i believe in that we will survive we will survive and it will be better on the other side but we're in for a few rough years and we just have to uh brace for it and be prepared as prepared as possible yeah thank you celeste i love talking to you i'm going to pass you to roy okay love talking to you too thanks jane hi celeste hi so I know that uh, Henry Kissinger said, uh, who controls the food controls the people. So like, I mean, we know that they've been planning this for, for a long time. I'm, I'm looking at a lot of different things, like the chemtrails, because at the end of the day, a lot of people are saying, oh, there's contra-trails and everything. I've investigated, I've looked into it deeply. They're spraying everywhere, like I have friends all over the world and my brother in Eindhoven, it was like tic-tac-toe. It was like that, a big cross of unbelievable. So like you might let people know what you're aware of, what exactly that they're spraying, because I know it's going into the onto the plants. This tree is dying, you know, plants are dying, animals are dying. You don't see as many bees, butterflies and things like that. But it's also going into the water, which we're drinking. So basically you've got your, the things that they knew about for a long time. If you go, if you really want specifics, uh, the Clifford Carnicom Institute is the best place to go. And he gives you hope. And he was a citizen scientist that's doing it all in his own dime and does great, fabulous work, but there's heavy metals, there's blood, there's vaccines, there's hydrogel and quantum dot um basically they are setting up a system along with darpa where there's a lot of particulates in the in the air and due to this extinction level event we're in that's going to pop more uh, volcanoes so there's going to be even more particulates in the air and if you study there was a mini ice age in england um europe um, and a lot of people died and they didn't know why they died. And then they realized that it was a volcano in Indonesia that went and put a lot of particulates. Well, imagine a big volcano going off now, like Pinatubo or what, whatever, any of the big ones. And, and then all the particulates with the geoengineering 
um, what they're doing is is blocking our ability, plants, animals, and people, or plants, animals, yeah, people, um, from the sun. That's going to have devastating effects for all of us. Um, well, it'll make us sickly. It also is a screen for holography so that they can do these signs and wonders. And a few people are going to think it's a supernatural thing. It could be an alien invasion. It could be, it's basically Project Blue Beam and projections. So um, they're setting up the screen and they need those particulates in uh, the in the air and they also need the need these very low orbiting satellites and all these frequency things that they've got going on um, with DARPA so it's all working hand in hand and actually it's all converging right now yeah I heard about the the alien is the kind of the next one what from your uh, information when is that kind of planned do you know when they're planning to do that I at the rate that DARPA's putting the system and the foundation and what I saw the it's interesting you guys should go look at the drone uh, DARPA display at Burning Man this year it is up on YouTube um, I would watch it there's this big face looking down from the sky and it's all these drones doing it and soon that's going to be holography but it's going to look so real and it's going to be each person depending on what their belief system is, who that is. It might be Jesus, it might be Muhammad or the Mahdi, it might be Krishna and or whoever. Um, and it will speak your own language through voice to skull. Um, <clears throat> so I think that, well, they want us depopulated by 2025. They want all the old humans depopulated by 2025. And they're bringing on the new humans, which are the offspring of anybody vaxxed. And um, so they're bringing those humans on board, but they are very soul compromised. Um, I, don't, I don't know that they necessarily have a soul. Have they perfected it? I'm not sure. That's why I'm not. But that's the goal is that they would just be drone, like drone bees they would be listening to the quantum computer and just following orders. So I think it sounds like 90% of the population at the moment, listening to CNN and all the other uh, media gunk that's been, you know, brainwashed. In. Well, so at FEMA, we learned that 3% will be steadfast and rock solid in whatever belief there is no compromise. And they're just proactive in it. 7% will do something once or twice, maybe write the politician or, or do a rally or something, but 90% of people will do nothing, even if it means their death and the death of their loved ones. And I tested that. I heard this in the 90s, you know, at a FEMA class. And I tested it in all disciplines, sectors, and it was absolute. Um, so that's what you're going to see play out. So there will be, I expect maybe 3% of the people will survive this. Um, the rest of the people just, they don't really care. They're just lobotomized. It's very sad. They didn't have to be, but they did it to themselves. If you just sit there with your clicker and you just are apathetic and eat, you know, junk food and, you know, 
and take pharmaceuticals, you know, you're not going to be worth much. So. I've seen another thing with, I mean, we've all uh, heard about the baby food shortages, but I've seen a video where one of the truckers was actually recording and they were showing all the baby food being destroyed. And she says, I've got a truckload here. What are they doing? Why are they doing that? And another thing that I've seen uh, was metal in the baby food. I, I mean, I haven't seen it myself personally, but I've seen people that were saying this can't be true. You know, you get a few people that actually, and they were like, whoa, you know, they get the magnet on the bag of the baby food and it's full of metals. Yeah, those metals are nasty. They really can damage us. We do need some metals, but especially right now, I know that in uh, many places they've used nano silver and gold and copper for many years. And I'm even concerned about the carbon uh, C60. The reason is, is that they are changing us this in this Darwinian experiment called directed evolution. And then they are also so and they can also manipulate it. So they're changing the magnetism and they're putting things in so they can actually um, run a magnet and and manipulate and take. So what I'm seeing now is that some of the metals are crossing the blood brain barrier lodging in the brain originally if the first imaging looks like a tumor and then um, later on it is basically that the person basically the metals have come and they they've swarmed your brain and basically you're it's a death sentence you might live a few months uh, if weeks or months at best once that happens so I'm suggesting at this point, because of this metal manipulation that they can do with the magnetism, that we just kind of tone it down with even good metals, but, you know, uh, much less the bad metals. Uh, we should stay away, uh, eat as pure as we can uh, to Have the you, best of our ability. Because uh, I've come across uh, zeolite and I... <laughs> I seen that it's banned in the EU, which made me think, oh, this must be good. And when I've looked into it, getting rid of parasites, getting rid of the, because it's it's like alkaline, I believe. And it's like the molecules that it attaches to all the toxicity and, you know, you basically excrete it out of your body. So is that, because I know it's good for plants as well, since we're talking about the food, but is that something that you're familiar with? Yes, zeolite is good. Um, so is um like diatomaceous earth de um there's a uh, like different clays is it a bentonite clay uh the thing that you got to watch with that uh when you take uh, you can get constipation <laughs> sorry but let's be frank here um so you can get it, it does attach the bowel but you so make sure that you increase your fiber so that it'll go out because that's how it's going to get out. Otherwise, you're just going to get bottled up. You're going to have a bottleneck, a traffic jam in your gut system, and you don't want that. Excellent. And like, I mean, you're you've obviously worked for the government, and you know you're exposing everything. Is there many people that are inside that's on our side? Um, there's a few, but you really have to be careful. I mean because there's so much controlled opposition, like even and infiltrators, like 
even in my community group. So I have a private forum um, for my supporters and we meet every Tuesday night. And I mean, from when I began at this phase, like going in front of the camera, I was, I've been doing articles for decades and I was a secret source for some, uh, but that what, I, you know, I was kind of had them as a buffer between, because I was still working for agencies at that point, but you re we had like 41 infiltrators, government people. And sometimes it's really hard. They'll, they'll look and talk and, um, and we all have a normalcy bias. So we want to believe the best in people. We want to cheer them, cheer uh, people on, but we really have to be discerning these days because there's a lot of people that, that are not who they say, but there, there are a few that are out there. They're are courageous, but please keep them, whether you pray or meditate or whatever you do, well thoughts, uh, people on the front lines are now getting hit. That direct energy weapons that I talked about is starting to go for the um, influencers at a greater pace now, and soon it's going to hit every man, woman, and child. So um, keep them in your thoughts and well wishes and support it however you do that um because we all need it i know i've the i've been hit now three times with the direct energy weapon but just they they've they're changing there's a new thing out and so i did a, like a 10 o'clock interview at night which isn't my time a great time of day anyway but all of a sudden my mind just went blank, blank. And then I started this choky thing. Well, the other person, I'm not going to say he's in another part of the world. And he was choking too. That was not by accident. Um, and I had never had like, there was nothing in my brain, like nothing. I mean, it was like a hole. It just went like I had almost passed out, but I was conscious. And I go, what the heck? And it happened a couple times. And I could tell it was frequency based, but it was different than the other types. So they're obviously kicking tires. So, and I think a lot of people they're looking at these saviors that are out there, you know, kind of exposing stuff. But I have seen so many that are it's controlled opposition. Even at events, there's people on stage on camera. They're so charming, the charisma. You just believe what they're saying and you just think, but it's when you're next to them or when you're talking to them, you can feel it. So I think get close to these people that you think are, you know, that you've put on a pe pedestal and you shouldn't put anybody on a pedestal. But I have seen a lot of people and the, the, the other on the opposite side of the scale then is like some people call them light workers, you know, the, <laughs> you start attracting them. So the right people come into your life. So, you know, it's not all doom and gloom like that. There's, there's, there's like the more that you see, I mean, I've seen constantly more and more people doing it. So there's plenty of fear out there and we're talking about a lot of things that's scaring the bejesus out of people. Like, you know, we, but the reality is there's so many people out there that are actually stopping this and they have systems ready that, and like, 
most of the stuff they're doing, I mean, I mean, they've got the technology, but they're making such silly mistakes. You look at a load of things that's going on and you're going, you know, whether they're saying such a person died, you know, like you see the ambulance, fire brigade bringing in, this, like you couldn't do it that way. Like, you know, it's what's your thoughts on that? You know, the way that there's so much mistakes, is that intentional to create the diversion and just like people to get more frustrated that they, you know, the frequencies are, yeah, so there's the invisibility algorithm. So it dangles like four or five things in front of you and you're focused on that. Like, so the while it was the Ukraine and Russian war, um, inflation, um, famine, different. now it's back to school football, you know, get back to fall routines, farmers have harvest. And then they can change every single thing under um under it and see that that uh speech that biden gave on thursday night is a perfect example so everybody is distracted with the algorithm all these things that they're dangling in front of us the intelligence agencies um the social engineers and then here comes this this like marxist uh socialist uh speech and that we're all supposed to join in. And um, I was told on January 1st, 2007, that there was no more constitution. Yes, it was a piece of paper, but the agencies and as, as far as the government, that they would not be operating outside of that. So um, be aware that this is all, it's algorithmic um warfare at this point and psyops a lot of so a lot of people i've mentioned it but i'm not sure if i mentioned it with y'all so we'll mention it so back in 2019 2000 early 2020 out of every ten dollars nine dollars went to fight the information war so this was and the first words out of my mouth when I did the coverage was real or perceived it's going to do the same thing, whether this is a real biological weapon or whether it's a psyop, um, it's going to achieve the same thing. And so we have to be aware that we're in these deep fakes right now with AI and able to toy with us like a cat plays with a mouse before it, it pounces on it. So just be aware of that. Okay, excellent. Listen, thank you very much, Celeste. I'll uh, pass you on to Harold. Thank you so much, Celeste, that you're being here again. It's a real pleasure. And um, my first question is, I'm very, oh, let's say this, I'm very happy that you're here and that you're looking so good because um, the last uh, interview I had with you, this was uh, concerning the energy weapons. And um, I could see in your face the attacks. And now I see that you have regenerated yourself uh, much more. And the first thing I want to ask you, how did you do this? Because it's, <laughs> this is so, very interesting. So I believe in mind over matter and spiritual. I mean, spiritual is number one in my life. And that you have to take a positive outlook and that whatever little troubles you've got going that we can overcome. 
uh, you know, I'm a widow. I'm, I've, I'm learning lessons that I, I didn't ever believe were possible um, of doing, you know, going it and, and having a lot of hardships, but maintaining that positive attitude going through it all. And it makes such a difference uh, to me. Um, and eating right and supplementing. And I have my faithful dog, which is important to me. But you might have another type of, of outlet. The one thing I can say that I've kind of, well, other than gardening, which is a lot of physical, um, I have not exercised the way that I should have this year, which probably would have been even better if I would have had a structured exercise. But I'm so, it, I mean, stuff is coming apart at the seams, as you well know. And, you know, I have, I'm able to go places that other people are unaware of and to do this coverage. So I feel that this is my gift to humanity to do that, but then also give the positive too. And so um, keeping that balance is really important. Like I, I have to go to dark places for the coverage, but then I have my flowers, like my my beautiful sunflowers in back of me um, that I brought in to cheer up my studio. Um, so I I do those things and I love this time of year with the flavors and I just, it's this is how I overcome. I see, I see. Um, the situation, yeah, we are discussed it already is quite dangerous at the moment on this planet. Um, I'm living here in Germany. I, in that very moment, I have the feeling that Germany is the prototype of the United States in the future. So we are going to have, um, from the 1st of October, we are going to have a new army, which will be structured directly under uh, the finance and defense ministry, uh, so that they have national guards here and that they can uh, fight against uh, the viruses and fight against the gas shortages, etc. And uh, we also have found out there are videos in, in Germany where you can see that um, if you make a PCR test or a test with the with the tap water, that it has um, that it has um, the virus. Yeah, so that the people get attacked by this. And, uh, and you can see also, as Roy said, a lot many, many um, already, that you can find graphene oxide in the food already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, do you see also the possibility that the that the um, jab will be used for for animals, or do you have any information about that these jabs are already used for chicken and cows and pigs, or is this science fiction so far? Yeah, they they are are putting it into the food, they are putting it into the animals, the same vaccines. And like I said, now they are going to use vectors such as mosquitoes, fleas, ticks, um, rats. I mean, we're going into a dark age. I mean, because basically we've got crazy scientists that are bringing this. Uh, it's like Dr. Mengele, um, only they 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 have the whole world at their disposal right now and they're experimenting um and i have i have the impression that it also is something let's say in the direction of racism 
and genocide. Yes. Especially the Caucasian white race and and the African race. Um, Do you think that the Great Reset is done for us or is the Great Reset, let's say, a time after us? I think it's in our generation. There actually, if you look at the um, Burning Man, uh 2022 the theme for this year was waking dreams and their dream is for this utopian marxist global system and waking up to it and whatever they want they are going to manifest with their minds so as pure humans with the good intent of the for the good of humanity we need to be warring against with with our with good thoughts not necessarily negative but by um a a spiritual rising above it and and just saying no you're not going to impact me in this way and i am putting a barrier around myself in all ways um that you are not going to impact my life um and that can be frequency spiritual um you can do it on many different levels wherever we all have gifts we're alive right now because you have you are equipped for this day and this season and so you have great power um for instance um and i think i've shared this before but if okay imagine that you're in a grocery store and you're in your good health mind soul body you're just like a rock but the person in front of you is very sickly you do not have to um, talk to them you don't have to smile at them you don't have to touch them just your presence your presence as a healthy person because that is who we as humans were created to be very strong and resilient and just a formidable force. It goes out in and it kickstarts the other person into health. Now they may say in their mind, they may have a reason they want to be sick. They want the pharmaceuticals, they like being a victim, whatever it could be. They say, I don't, I don't want it, but that's between them. But just think about that Now imagine if you even take it one step further and you engage in a conversation, you validate that person, you touch them and say, you know, I'm with you, brother or sister, or you smile and say, just have a great day. Um, That even, there's this synergistic effect of that. But even if you did nothing, because that person's natural state wants to be healthy. Um, now they may have psychological things where they don't want it, but, uh, so that's powerful. That's powerful for us as humans to go move forward into this, uh, into this world. Uh, we are a formidable force, uh, whether they like it or not. And, um, you, you have explained it so interesting, uh, interestingly concerning your, um, your feeling that there was completely blackout in your brain. And uh, this reminded me directly to optogenetics. And um, in the optogenetics, they try to alter our 
brain structure in that way that by frequency, especially by the by the modern bulbs, they can um, yeah they can um, switch off our memory, for example. And do you, do you know anything about the situation right now? Is this kind of technology already in uh, in place so that that they can that they can uh, that the that these substances go through our uh, brain barrier already and that they can that they can do this or is this in a few uh, only in the future no it's it is operational i was just on dave hodge's show um talking about project blue beam yesterday and yeah it's operational and they actually it's operational. have it. yeah it's operational so they they can do these things they can implant thoughts into your mind they can use your brain as an operating system and they can write to whatever they want into your brain they can read your thoughts and write them down and so it's pretty intense and there's and, and this is already possible with every human being or only with people who got an injection or is this it's of course the people that take pharmaceutical products uh, of any kind are more vulnerable, but it's to anybody at this point. So um, let's say it this way. They can, we have this thing here, mm -hmm. this thing records everything. Then it goes in a, let's say in a supercomputer where the simulation of our world exists already. They can predict our, our behavior next five years and then they rewrite us, right? Yeah or they could rewrite you tomorrow and say, you know, they write out that you um, love tomatoes, you know, and you've forgotten all about tomatoes. You love them, but you know, it's not a part of your life anymore. It just, or they erase it. And I just did a, a webinar on the technologies. Of course it is a biblical, from a biblical perspective, but if we, I dove in, I dove into this, these technologies and discussed you know the ramifications of the technologies that they are that are already operational um, and what it means to every single person it's called soul catcher it's on uh rumble if if you're interested yeah very interesting because um this is something that many people are not let's say the awakened people are not aware of so uh, when one other thing if i might interject it's kind of it's going to seem like a like what what did she just say uh so most of you are aware that the georgia guidestones uh i think it was direct energy weapon but they were taken down right so what i notice especially having worked for them that when things go operational so up until something goes operational you can find lots of information on it whatever it is and then the minute that it goes operational all of a sudden it drops off the map like it's not in search engines you can't you know that there's a study on it or many studies that you know there's news coverage and there isn't any news coverage because they just they eliminate it so I believe that the Georgia Guidestones were taken out by direct energy weapon to, to eliminate the evidence that, oh, there was this plan for mass genocide in the whole world, right? 
no, they didn't exist. That was just, that's just anybody that believes in Georgia Guidestones is a conspiracy theorist. There's no agenda to de depopulate the earth. So what I'm coming in my next webinar, there's going to be one on vibrational vibration and healing and frequency. But there's probably going to be an interim where I'm developing a hypothesis. I've got a lot of research ahead of me, but I got to get the garden in under under wraps before I do it. Is that I believe that a lot of what we're seeing is now follow my train of thought is a projected holography that maybe even COVID was a projected hologram. And yes, it manifested into people's bodies. So if you believe ghosts can manifest or whatever, that you can manifest your destiny or whatever, that it manifested. And then it had like, you know, I don't know how to technically say, you know, that you can send an email and it has an expiration date on it. It could be a couple hours, it could be three days, and then the email disappears. I don't know if you guys have ever gotten one or are familiar with that technology. That that is because all of a sudden now we're having scientists that say, I we've studied 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 vials, and there's nothing. There's nothing there. So what if this was a programmable hologram that was that manifested became tangible and then erased erased and um, with no evidence just like the georgia guidestones this is what i'm really thinking now and why we're seeing this divide in scientists that for a while everybody was seeing everything in these vials and in people and now they're saying no that there's a whole group that are saying no there's there's nothing there there's just nothing there. And people say, oh, the saline, um, the saline. Well, you can't really say saline because they really don't know. What if that's just a timed, so timed response so that this person gets it, dies three years down the road or something. Um, they don't have any impact right away. So I'm wondering if um, that's not what, some of this is is a projected manifested hologram i do believe that was also where it kicked off was 9 11. that the planes were actually holographs yeah that's um yeah it's a possibility definitely yeah and um then Today, I found out that, for example, the Indians, they don't, let's say it this way. The Chinese can establish companies all over the world and are very, and they are welcome in general, only in Africa, not, and not in India. And um, do you see that, for example, India or, for example, do you see any country in this, on this world which is uh, not part of this uh, system? No, because if you saw, let me share my screen for a minute. Oh, let me bring up DARPA for a minute. Then I'll share my screen. Okay. 
Okay, share screen. Oh, I wish I wouldn't get it. Okay. Okay. Hello. Are you guys seeing the screen or no? Oh, it says entire screen of oh, brother. It's got this little tiny, tiny. Okay, so are you seeing the DARPA site? Yep. Okay. So this is this is one that I'm just really concerned about. It's in the graphene grid. There are very low orbiting satellites they're putting up. They're all going to be linked um, optically, whether it's government, military, private, or commercial. Um, and it's going to allow seamless communication and be able to talk to one another. And it's called the translator. I don't like that, that that's what it's, um, it's translating to what. And somebody mentioned CERN, here's the muons. So of course CERN makes muons. And so what they're going to, they need energy to make these little guys work. So what they're going to do is harvest this from co cosmic rays all the energy from the cosmic rays they're going to use to fuel this system right here. But just to give you an idea here, um, they're restructuring ice. So now you might see ice at 50 degrees or you may see ice at no ice at, at zero degrees you may um it's got it's turned into a polymer they polymerized ice that's why a couple years back they uh, people were able to burn um burn snow and it they could light it on fire and it's because it's a polymer so they have restructured our water and our ice and so i i haven't got into this I've got to do some more on this infrared sensing. So that's a few of the things that DARPA is up to lately. I mean, and DARPA used to, it would be five to 20 years before it hit the commercial market. Um, when you saw it on their site. Now, if you, when you see it on their site and they're putting like five things a week up, it's already operational. It's already good to go. So DARPA is a good site to see what's going on. And if you ever need translation, I can help you with that. Thank you. No, that's, that's, that's brilliant. Thank you so much. One question I have, the last one, um, concerning preparation. And uh, Grace told me that you are doing canning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you tell, can, can you tell our audience a little bit about that so that they after hearing that there's a uh, positive, positive let me energy. let me i was gonna go take my computer in the other room but the lighting isn't so good so let me go get a couple things and i'll be right back
We are living in a hologram. <laughs> we are living in a hologram and they have established a hologram world where they where we are avatars and they can predict our behavior by computer science for the next five years. Yeah. I was and then they can how they try to rewrite our brain. Yeah. In this but dimension. I think AI is the evil, right? Yeah. Make Jane, it may not be necessarily the evil, but it depends on who controls it, right? Yeah. yeah. We do need, yeah. You know, we've been uh, evolving economically and, you know, other ways because of technology. So it's just like having money, right? So when we say that money is evil, it's really how we use the money, who controls the money and things like that yeah. oh, oh that's so good celeste you brought them over i love it i love it okay so other than my fur baby i gotta say i love peppers so these are my these are my baby uh, my veggie babies this is a little this is a habanero. Whoops, wrong camera. <laughs> so, so that's a hot pepper. <laughs> yeah, this was a hot hot. And but the rest of these are mostly Anaheim's. I've got some chili peppers, that kind of stuff. Now, where am I gonna put this? I hate to put it. Did you plant some garlic or are you gonna plant some garlic? Um so I think I probably am going to be relocating. So you do plant garlic in the fall. And uh, so I think I'm not going to, because I don't know if I'm going to be here or not. So what am I doing? What am I up to right now? So this week, so like with these, with the peppers, this is, um, some peppers. I don't know if you can see them that well with the light. Can you guys yes, see, we them? Can see it? So, so this is pickled peppers, and they last really good. That jar is 2015, and these were cayenne peppers. Uh, usually, I grow a hundred different kinds of peppers, but this year I was lucky to get anything in the garden. So, I and I didn't even know I was going to have a garden, and it just did wonderful. I'm pickling beets. I make a mean pickle beet. I use um, like eight different spices, allspice, mustard seed, cloves, cinnamon sticks, nutmeg, um, ginger. Uh, well, I've got them all out in the other room. And then I have a secret. So, okay, so there's this one, and then there's, yeah. no, this one. These are both beets, and so they're different, and what do I, what did I do different? So what I do is when you cook the beets, first I wash my beets, and then I um, 
you use vinegar and salt and uh, you put some water in. So this one, the, the lighter one, is the water uh, and vinegar. But if you use the juice from the beets, it will keep this beautiful burgundy. Um, so that's what I, that's what I um, found. And it keeps like, this will stay this color the whole time. Like it could be 15 years down the road. So Celeste, you used, you used the water from the cooked beet that had the juice, right? That's what and with vinegar and salt. Yeah. How much yeah. vinegar? So it's basically, um, I put in, it's a three to one ratio. So I, three cups of vinegar, one cup of water, um, and then salt. You pretty much add salt to everything but fruit. And that helps to keep microbes if you didn't actually wash it good enough, you know, yeah. and you maybe you didn't can it well, um, plus flavor. Then I also have been doing a lot of dill pickles and a, <laughs> I'm dyslexic with the camera. I can't help it. So I've got um, pickling spice in here, my own garlic. I've got um, peppers and then that's it. That's what I've got. Like Is there a special type of vinegar that you use or just ordinary vinegar? You just, um, so you can use anything that's five, at least 5% acid, acidic. You don't want to use anything lower than that. Like I sometimes make my own vinegar and I wouldn't trust it. I mean, I do have a hydrometer because I do make wine and do lots of fermented stuff too. I'm not going to do it because I'm going to be jetting out of here in a couple of weeks, but um, but typically I would be fermenting up a storm, you know, so, and then my last thing that I'm going to be doing is, so this is my, I do like 15 different kinds of salsa. This one is a tropical salsa and it has pineapple, coconut, tomatoes, cilantro, um, the peppers of all kinds and my tomatoes of different colors. And I, and also I do sometimes put papaya and mango in it. And it's very good, like on rice or as a marinade on chicken, or, you know, you could just eat with chips and I'm doing a lot of dehydrating. So, oh, I got to show you that. Hold on. I love dehydrate dehydrator also. Yeah. yeah. This summer I've been doing a kale chips because it's so easy, guys. You just yeah. clean it off and put them all in the dehydrator. Two hours after you have good kale. Oops. <laughs> so I'm making out of my huge zucchinis uh, chips. And what do you do with the chips? Um, you can eat them with salsa. You can eat them with hummus. You can eat them with any dip that you like. Um, guacamole is a favorite of mine. And 
yes when it's wet you know so it's a zucchini it's kind of damp so you can use some powdered like if you like oregano or garlic salt you can um, put it you know have a cookie sheet out or a bar sheet because it has edges uh, put some of your spice out and then just pat the zucchini on there and then put it in your dehydrator you do zucchini I cut mine about a quarter of an inch thick and let it uh, dry overnight for 24 hours at 120. You can do that in the oven as well. You don't have to have an official dehydrator. Um, other things you can do a salt like a onion salt or a garlic salt and then do it and then, you know, dry them. Um, and then fruit, you can put coconut, make a, like a coconut syrup on your fruits and you could put like just different, different, um, things on it. Uh, one thing with dehydrating, if you've got something really juicy, if you're doing different levels, like I've got a really big Excalibur, uh, dehydrator, put your juicy stuff at the bottom, because if you put your stuff like your zucchini, like if I do tomatoes, I don't put them on the top because then as they're dehydrating, the juice is going to fall down on the on the on the um, zucchini. So I put the tomatoes at the bottom and I put the zucchini at the top. And then I've got herbs that I'm I I'll do some like I'm growing spilanthes right now. And what is spilanthes? Spilanthes is this awesome herb that you can grow at home and it will numb your mouth if you have a toothache or a cold sore i kid you not you put one of those little i dry them and you put a, a little flower in your mouth and your whole mouth is numb for hours just like novocaine with no side effects huh. like um i had somebody from france france no spain send me a report for two reports so she had to go for an emergency dental treatment in Spain. And she started having terrible heart problems and stuff. And she managed to get, maybe she asked at the time, can I have this vial? And she sent it to a lab in France and another country. I can't remember which, what the other country was. And they found all sorts of the hydras, heavy metals, uh, graphene, everything in it. And so, you know, I don't have to worry about it. I just, I will numb my mouth um, naturally with spilanthes. So I do grow like a hundred medicinal herbs for all different kinds of conditions. I, none of which I really have, but, but I can do it for other people and, um, share. Where know. do you get your um, assortment of herbs from? Because you can buy, you know, the the big ones like cilantro and basil. And but how do you manage to get a hundred? That's so awesome. So many of them. Are, the nice thing is, is once you do the established, either you grow them from seed or Growers Exchange in the United States has very nice plant stock, two inch, four inch pots. And they stand behind their products. So if you get something that's not good, um, they'll replace it. Another place I get seeds at Baker Creek Seeds. Now you only get a small packet. 
I like Irish eyes if you're going for bulk food that's organic. Um, let's see. Oh, I like One Green World is great. They're over in Oregon and they have things for um, fruit trees, grapevines. Um, they have a, a whole bunch of different things. The thing is, is you really have to, these days you have to be on top of it. Like on January 1st, I'm ordering seeds because by the third week in January, those those gardeners have already got the seed all bought up. So if you've got your particular favorite, you better be on it like the first week in January. And if you live in cold climates, I start my peppers on February 1st and I start my tomatoes on uh, March 1st. And I'm making my corned beef. I get a big sirloin tip roast and with something called a quick tender by Morton and pickling spice, you can make your own corned beef. All you have to do is put it in a crock or a large gallon jar and stick it in your fridge in this brine, in brine for two months. And then for you'll have a St. Patty's Day uh, treat. And of course, I always have my own homegrown carrots and uh, sauerkraut. So it, it's kind of fun. To, to do that. And then everybody gets kicked out into the yard about May 1st to 15th, depending on the weather. And I don't have my greenhouses yet. Um, you know, and if I go on, I don't, if I move on, I don't, I probably won't have greenhouses <laughs> here, but I have my greenhouse, the frame here, but um, if it gets set up, I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll see where in the world Celeste is going to be. <laughs> That's, it'll be a surprise. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a surprise. <laughs> to me too, you know. Yeah. It's, nice, it's a nice title of a podcast. Where is Celeste? <laughs> <laughs> and we can't wait. Uh, yeah, I hope you'll be in my area because it would be a beautiful thing to meet you and hug you in person. So actually, I'm going up to Pennsylvania, so I might as well hit New York. So, yeah. <laughs> so we'll have to. Well, I so could we'll... always see you in Pennsylvania, too. Okay, well, I will let you know. Uh, we'll keep in communication um, and I need a phone number just so I, you know, because I am going to be speaking, have some in-studio interviews and that type of stuff. So uh, if you want to line something up and have Celeste speaking, uh, we can do that or it can just be us either way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, so. we'll, we'll, we'll make the most of it You wonder when you're in my area. So and that's the beautiful thing with uh, all this uh, knowing how to plant, how to can and everything is the joy of sharing it to others as well. So I, I, I mentioned that because I couldn't dry my zucchini because I got busy sharing it. <laughs> and, then, and because I shared it just last night, I got a hot platter of a, a full dish, like as if I, I am in a, a Spanish Mexican restaurant, because like the full dish, because just before I left for my little vacation, I gave them my produce. So I think now, uh, thank you so much, Celeste. But before we end, I would like uh, to go like from one 
podcaster to you know the next and maybe re just remind our viewer or your podcast and where they could find your podcast do you want to start uh, roy yeah uh, well i i've got five uh, bio.link forward slash podcaster but this one will go out on awakening awakening podcast org and i have it on BitChute. not on youtube got kicked off that one but uh it'll be on podcast how's your polish podcast is polish speaking yeah yes yeah, gone gone very speaking. well yeah. I, I was number one in lithuania this week with that one okay and then the meditation podcast yeah okay. meditation podcast yeah. the crypto podcast and the speaking and the podcast okay right so just kind of Google Roy colon and then you'll see it there. And if you have a question, email him or email me. And uh, your Hartmut? Well, you can find my going on path on Anchor still and on, on Spotify. And if you go on Anchor and find Go Your Own Path and then you'll have my podcast as well. Um, I must admit I was a bit lazy, as you can see and um but you can get in contact with me if you have any question i really appreciate that or you can ask grace uh, you can send grace a message and then you she will pass it to me no problem at all thank you jane yeah my podcast is empowered mind empowered health and it's all about the connection of the mind body and heart connection and how powerful we are if we're aware of that and i've got close to 200 episodes um, showing different ways that the mind, body, and health is all connected. And yeah, it's up on Anchor, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Uh, I think there's 13 different platforms. Comes up pretty easily. And, and mine is Quantum Nurse. And, you know, we have a collaborative Freedom International podcast. And so sometimes if you saw us before, like in Spotify, you saw me and then I disappear, you know, we didn't, we didn't choose that. Someone is uh, messing with us. Okay. So, and that's happening. So as Celeste mentioned earlier, the phone number is always a good uh, communication um, avenue. All right. Cause all the other things, we don't have much control of that, but um, you'll find us in rumble, um bit shoot earth heroes brighton and i'm uh, also doing it now in the new crowd view it's okay and um and i other than this i'm recreating like a little youtube for just base 12 dna activation tips you know just little things so that we're always connected we don't let anything like stop us from doing what we're doing that we know is essential for our being connected with the source or being source or being so we're always here for you and celeste go ahead and tell them all about the things again that you're doing even the podcast or just where they can all connect with you okay so you can support my work and my videos at uh celestialreport.com and then my articles and books are at shepherdsheart.life and let's see and then i have uh, a rumble it's celeste solemn one word 
at Rumble and um, I am on Clout Hub and I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm hit and miss on Facebook under Celeste Bishop. Uh, that was my old name many, many moons ago. Um, but I kept, I kept Bishop for consistency sake for audience because I have been a public personality for decades. So, but now, you know, if they don't know me as Celeste by now, then it's like, oh, well, you know, I, it's, but Facebook is kind of weird. Their, their rules are, are weird rules. <laughs> what can I say about Facebook? Um, so anyway, it's been a joy and a delight. I guess, I'm sorry, I apologize if we got diverted into the news, um, but it kind of tied into agriculture in some ways. Um, and that way you understand the problem and what we're up against and why you need to participate and just be blessed by gardening. Even if it's one plant, don't, you don't have to conquer Rome in one day, just take one plant and grow it even this winter and, uh, try and learn it. You're going to learn even I made mistakes. Um, that's, and I grow a diverse number of different species and I beta test about 20 different plants a year. And I kick the tires for three years on those plants and see if they are good for the environment I'm in or not. Uh, so, and I've made terrible mistakes and done this wrong, done that wrong. Um, but that's how you learn. And then that's how it, it, it puts a fire under you to ask other gardeners questions. And then that creates a really neat bond because um, where we might differ on politics or ideology or anything, we come together as gardeners, we come together as people of health and uh, wellness. So I just wish all of you this beautiful, absolutely gorgeous fall. Enjoy it. Be a human with everything that you can be. Enjoy it. Take all your senses and just don't be so busy that you're not taking in the sights, sounds, smells, uh, and tastes of this lovely season that, that we have. So uh, thank you so much for having me, Grace. <laughs> so in eternal reverence, joy, and gratitude for the unceasing love and mercy of the one source most divine, we temporarily end this and say, see you later, and do take care of yourselves and your loved ones.